0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some, I'm Sadie, I'm Izzy, and today's topic is fourth wing chapters 31 through 33, only three episodes till the finale or three episodes left in the season,
1: yeah it's crazy, unbelievable, Um, I don't know if I'm going to have a ton to say or nothing to say. I barely took notes because the chapter was, these chapters were truly so chaotic. Um, I'm really excited to talk about them.
0: (laughs) I agree. There was almost like a ton happening and also nothing happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and the things that did happen, I was like, that can't have just happened. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: was honestly so painful to listen to Violet in some of these chapters. Like she really, she really started at a high point and I really liked her right off the bat when we first opened up. She was so polar opposite to how Feyre started and I just
1: loved her in the beginning, but, but her character here just plummets for me. Yeah, I can't even get started on, on that right now because I have so much to say. Okay. So I won't I won't I won't share my thoughts yet. We'll have to get into it. But um but first, before we before we get into the chapters, I feel like one, we should recap our weekends. Yes part of it was together part of it wasn't and then two we should share what we're doing for christmas because this will be our last episode before christmas and then we'll be coming back in the new year oh that's right yeah
0: so for the listeners we will we'll have an we'll have this episode (laughs) and then next week we will not have an episode and then we'll be back january 3rd for our semi-finals and yes, <laughs> And <laughs> uh, an exciting semifinals it will be in the new year. We should come back and share like what our new year's resolutions are. So start thinking about that. I love certain okay. goals. Um, okay. <laughs> so my weekend. Um, so Thursday you were there. I hosted I was there. I hosted a Christmas karaoke party. I was
1: it very was so It was so fun.
0: Oh, I'm so happy. I was very much just like whipping it together. Like I had so many ideas of things I wanted to have or do or whatever. And then I think like the day before, two days before I was like getting it all together and it came together great. I think everyone had a great time.
1: You say you were whipping it together, but you had hand decorated gingerbread houses. (laughs) You had handcrafted. Um, espresso martinis dipped in peppermint dust you had a charcuterie board you had many hot dogs you had it all I really tried I wanted everyone to have the best
0: time Um, I think a lot of it was so this party was like stemmed from one girls night like girls dinner when we were reminiscing on the spontaneous karaoke parties we had here last year during the cold winter months Um, where we just like didn't want to go out. So we were like, oh, we'll just have a night in at Sadie's. And then it just, we got wasted in saying karaoke all night. And I, and our friend group has like expanded since then. And so we were like, oh, we need to have another, everyone needs to come. And so I offered to host this and yeah, it was just, I just wanted it to be so fun and everyone have a good time. And we did a white elephant
1: and it was like probably one of the best white elephants I've been a part of. It was really competitive and really fun, and I received my now favorite possession, which is (laughs) a Dobby stuffed animal that has a little sock, and it speaks when you press him, and it speaks when you give him the sock, (laughs) and everyone wanted to steal him. And I had to fend them away the whole time. But I am so thrilled. And he's sitting on my guest bed, like, as a decorative kind of pillow in front of all the other pillows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my contribution to the white elephant. Like, when I was picking out what to get, I just stared at this Dobby for so long. And I was really on the fence. I was like, are people going to love this? Or are they going to think this is weird and then I just thought about who would be at this party and I was like they're gonna love
1: this (laughs) and it's so funny because the stuffed animal is literally skin colored like think about how ugly Dobby already is and then think of him flesh colored (laughs) it's so creepy looking and then he speaks in this like really quiet tone I love it I yeah. love it so much.
0: It was really funny. It was really funny. And then Dobby was just, we just have like a million pictures of him just like with a white can,
1: white claw can in his arms the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think that was the best gift. I think I came out on top for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was a lot of stealing and stuff in the White Elephant. It was good. I ended up with an, um, an Alexa, an Echo Dot. And I love it. I set it up last night. And uh, my dad was here and he was like, Oh, you're going to let that thing eaves- eavesdrop on you? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like,
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm like, 100%. I have nothing to hide. I have, I, the, I have literally nothing to hide. <laughs> oh,
0: truly. Um, that was funny. And uh, yeah, overall, it was a great, it was Thursday night.
1: So it was a Thursday <laughs> it was a Thursday Who, what do we think we are 20 23 I, <laughs> <to? laughs> I know I swear the next day
0: at work I was so short-tempered I was on a call with my boss and one of my other teammates and he he was like just kept you know having a healthy debate with me as one does in my um, line of work and I was just getting like I was just so over it. Like, I was so exhausted. I was hungover. And I was just short tempered on this call with him, getting so annoyed. And he was like, Do you need to take a time out and like listen to some Taylor Swift so we can regroup on this? I was like, Oh my
1: God. Whoa. He I knew, mean, that's really he, nice. He's that comfortable to like, say that to you. But uh, wow, it <laughs> wow. was it was
0: like in a funny tone. The way I just told that story, it sounds aggressive, but it was in a funny tone. And he knew I had like had the party the last night. Like the first thing he sent me in the morning was, hey, when you're up and going, <laughs> let me know so we can catch up. And it was like nine o'clock.
1: <gasps> oh, um, my God. Wow. So, Calling you out so hard.
0: I know. Yeah. He has no shame. Um, and this is why I was saying, I think I'm doing a bad, I, right before this, I was saying how I think I'm doing a bad job
1: <laughs> at my job. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of these comments from Friday. <laughs> hey, one hungover Friday does not equate being bad at your job. We all have them. I had it. <laughs> I, I def, I for certain had it. <laughs> yeah. So Izzy, you go ahead. Tell, tell them about your Friday.
0: Well, I, um. So she was in Indianapolis for the party.
1: Yeah, I was in Indianapolis all week for work. Um, Sadie and I did not record in person because we saw each other and then just got caught up chatting. And then all of a sudden it was 10 p.m. and we had to go home. Um, (laughs) So now we're back back recording virtually. Um, But I went to the Christmas party on Thursday. Connor's office party was on Friday. And I didn't want to cut it close by taking like an afternoon flight. And then having to come home and get ready and stuff. So I took a 7 a.m. flight, meaning I woke up at 4.30 after the Christmas party where I got home at 1.45 in the morning. So <laughs> I slept for a solid two and a half hours. Um, and then I got right back up, put Dobby in my carry-on bag, and I went and I went to the airport. And then we were home, hopped right on a meeting immediately got called on to speak and um took about 20 minute naps in between every single meeting that I had that day um and then took another hour nap after work and then hopped in the shower curled my hair and went on to another Christmas party oh my god you really do think you're 23 I just when I was on the way to the airport I was like I I I actively chose this plan like I looked at this flight and thought yeah I can do that no problem book like, I knew, I know what karaoke night entails. Like, I know I'm going to be out late. I know I'm going to be drunk. I never have any self-control. It's so much fun. Um, you're always the best host. So, <laughs> in your defense, it was self-inflicted.
0: In your defense, we started at 7 p.m. in hopes that it would, like, be done at midnight. But then the vibes were
1: rolling. The vibes were the vibes were rolling. Not only was it karaoke, it was Christmas karaoke to start. And then, you know, we get into the hits, then we get into like some R&B, the then old we get school R&B, Justin Bieber, Give me the Neo, yeah. give me the Jason Derulo. <laughs> yeah. Once we get into that R&B, it's like, I'm never leaving. Um, So yeah. So yeah, that was, that was fun. It took me like two days, re- truly two days to recover. On Saturday, I went to my friend, bridget's house and we rented the $20 taylor swift movie ah oh, i have to watch. watch yet and oh my god i could not stay awake i was falling asleep like every other song so i'm really disappointed in myself but i was so tired oh it was, i think it was good though i think it was good the moments i saw <laughs> yeah no
0: i need to get that i'll probably do that not next weekend but maybe that'll be my new year's
1: eve plans because <laughs> i don't have any Wait, tell me about your weekend with your mom and your dad. Oh, yeah. So Christmas
0: weekend, John's family is coming up for Christmas for the first time. We're so excited. Um, but my parents couldn't couldn't stand to not see me <laughs> until after busy season. So they decided to come up this weekend for to celebrate Christmas with us, um, which was so nice. They drove up on Friday and we just hung out I cooked dinner for them and we just hung out and then Saturday we had them open their Christmas presents which I got them each like a Steelers sweatshirt and we got them tickets to go to the Steelers game and that's we got, so nice. Yeah, we got so the Steelers is my dad's favorite team. It was actually really funny because my mom and I are Bills fans and my dad roots for the Bills, but he's a Steelers guy. But for the Bills to make it to the playoffs, we really needed the Colts to win. And so my mom was like, hmm, I don't know if I can wear this Steelers sweatshirt. So she like, I was like, I got her Steelers thinking she'd be like supportive of her husband, but she was like, "Mm, I'll wear it, but I'm cheering for the Colts. But it was, we had like amazing seats. They were so good. We were like 18 rows off the end zone. Um, It was a really good game. And, um, oh my God, speaking of which, I'm in an absolute battle in fantasy. I haven't been paying attention today. I wonder what's happening. Please hold. uh ooh, it's looking good for me 78% chance <laughs> of winning anyway so uh so we went to the game it was so fun I got me and my mom were really drunk which was really fun um my mom was like the perfect drunkness I feel like she was so, being so fun and um then we went to this new Mexican restaurant called like Social Cantina. I think that's what it's called. Ooh. I've never been there, but it was the only place that had like a reasonable weight after the game, and we desperately needed food, so we went there, and it was probably the best tacos I've ever had.
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs>
0: yeah, it was so good. We have to go when you're in town next. Maybe a girls' lunch or something. But, but yeah. And then I just passed out at like nine thirty p.m. that night, and then something about me is I really only run on like six hours of sleep a night. So at three thirty in the morning, I woke up wide awake and could not fall back to sleep. No <laughs> at all. So I watched TikTok for a long time and then I was like, all right, I'm not getting tired. Like I'm just going to get up. And I had like the longest morning ever. I like did my train, like some of my <sighs> online trainings for work. I like did a little bit more Christmas shopping. I, you know, was doing going through my I made it my I made my twenty twenty four budget. Like <laughs> I just literally I watched a uh, Harry Potter uh in the Deathly Hollows part two. Like I, I mean literally did everything.
1: Maybe we should all be getting up at three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning. Attack the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But um then we basically celebrated Christmas that Sunday. I opened up presents from my mom and dad and um i made them a christmas dinner we did like an italian night because we're gonna do like a more classic christmas dinner next weekend um but yeah it was it was amazing it was a great weekend they left this morning which is monday (laughs) well that (laughs) sounds lovely yeah we had a great time i feel like they had a lot of fun it was relaxing i feel like it was the even for my parents like a weekend that we all needed just to like kind of check out and I kept saying yesterday like genuinely felt like Christmas I was like I can't believe I have to work tomorrow like today is Christmas (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice you get two Christmases yeah yeah it was nice it was fun um but yeah now I don't really like John's parents are coming or John's mom and his siblings are coming for Christmas this weekend and then I don't really have like I have like the whole next week off of work, kind of, and I um, don't really have any plans for New Year's or anything. I think we're just laying low.
1: Nothing wrong with that. You've been a busy, busy bee. Yeah, I'm excited buzzing around the yeah. country.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. What about you? You're going home.
1: Um, I'm not going home. I am oh. go- going <laughs> to <laughs> going to Hawaii on Wednesday. You're going to Hawaii. Um, yeah, I I swear I told you that. No, I, I did not know that. <laughs> what? Yes, I'm going to Hawaii on Wednesday. No wonder um. you like, couldn't
0: record while we were gone. Like, oh what? yeah, I, I thought that was clear.
1: Oh, <laughs> Sorry, <my God. laughs> I
0: did not know you. You're going to Hawaii. That is just like your second, your third home. <laughs> you just, I can't believe
1: this. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, so, okay, so rewind. That's why <laughs> That's why I can't record for, like, the next 10 days. Um, yeah, I thought I told you, but I guess now <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii. Um, my parents, we've never gone for Christmas before. Um, last year in Seattle, we had such a horrible ice storm and, like, could not leave the house for four days, lost power, couldn't get anything delivered, like could barely do anything over Christmas. So that was what initially I think put the idea in my mom's head. We should do a warm trip. And then, um, I think Christmas also just kind of stresses my mom out because we have so many different pockets of family that we end up hosting several days in a row. She has to do a lot of cooking, get all the gifts, you know, cleaning, Mm -hmm. just all the things. And, um, She wanted a relaxing Christmas. So she was like, Your gift is the trip and we're all going over Christmas. So I'm really excited. And wait, okay, so I definitely I couldn't remember if I told you this, but I guess I definitely didn't. Sadie, we're going whale watching. (laughs) No. You're joking. I'm not. I'm so excited.
0: You're living my dream. Oh my God. I could literally cry right now. Please make videos <laughs> for me. I could actually cry. I feel myself getting choked up <laughs>
1: over the whales. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'll see one, but um, we've only ever gone this summer and it's not whale season, but I knew because I've looked it up before when is whale season and peaks. Se- so peak season is January through March, but... Tours start in December, so we might not see one, but I'm dragging my whole family on a boat oh, to go try. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> I am so, my heart is exploding. I'm so excited for you. I can, you must send me footage if you see one. Oh my God. Like immediately, yeah. not when you get back. Like send me
1: footage from the <laughs> Face boat. FaceTime you. Yeah. any the whales. I feel like I should give the background context. I don't know how this started, but myself, Sadie and Sadie's boyfriend, John are like obsessed with whales. (laughs) Yeah. It started with, it started with Sadie's obsession with orcas specifically Mm -hmm. after watching that documentary. And then I mentioned, I've always wanted to see a whale never have. And I was supposed to go whale watching one time when I was abroad, but it got canceled. Um, and then john i feel like just quarterly like you me or john like send a tiktok and a group Mm -hmm. chat of a like a crazy whale video and it's just (laughs) been an ongoing thing so now now it might be coming to fruition fingers crossed everyone send me good vibes that i'll see a whale but that'd be so
0: crazy that'd be so crazy yeah dang dang well, I'm excited for you. I'm extremely. Thanks. I'm like not even jealous. Like I'm just like genuinely excited.
1: <laughs> I actually I'm thought like, you were tearing up for a whale. minute there.
0: <laughs> I really was. My I had the lump in my throat. Like I was like, emotional. Like, he's been dreaming of this for so long? <laughs> Coming to reality. I think I when yeah. I when I do see an orca specifically, like it. Would, I want to see any whale, but if I think that I will actually cry when I see an orca one day like in the wild but anyway <laughs> it, and, it, and it will happen someday i yeah. know it will thank you um wow that was exciting i can't believe you're going to hawaii this was news to me too so hope, everyone <laughs> hope everyone's excited for christmas um it uh should be a good one it, was, it, was probably, it might snow here in indy but now we're well that would be very be. magical and festive Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, let's get into it. Um, Back in action with Zayden and Violet.
1: All right, let's get into Violet acting a fool for three whole chapters.
0: (laughs) We left off in chapter 30 with Violet uh, practicing her lightning alone with Professor Carr, and she gets pretty good at being able to wield the lightning, but her aim still sucks. So she kind of leaves off on a bad note. Me, Izzy and I had kind of mixed feelings about how we feel about Professor Carr. Um, but yeah, so that's where we left off. Do you want to do the opening quote for chapter 31?
1: I would. The opening quote says... July 1st, the anniversary of the Battle of Arisha. Yeah. Arisha is hereby proclaimed Reunification Day and will be celebrated throughout Navarre on this date every year to honor the lives lost during the war to save our kingdom from separatists and those saved by the Treaty of Arisha. It's a royal proclamation of King Tari the Wise. So
0: when I read this, I couldn't remember if that was the battle that Brennan died at as well. Like if he died at the last battle, which we come to learn it is. So big day for Zayden, big day for Violet, big day for Navarre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> big, big day. Big day.
0: Um, So... The chapter opens with Zayden helping Violet clean her room and they find the folklore book from Violet's father that um Mira had dropped into Violet's bag so I thought she left without it but it turns out she did bring the book um so when they're flipping through it they discover a letter that her father had wrote to her it was like hidden in the binding of the book Um, And his words are a bit cryptic. So I'm just going to read the letter. It's really, really ominous. My Violet, by the time you find this, you'll most likely be in the scribe quadrant. Remember that folklore is passed from one generation to the next to teach us about our past. If we lose it, we lose the links to our past. It only takes one desperate generation to change history, even erase it. I know you'll make the right choice when the time comes. You always have been the best of both your mother and me. Love Dad. <sighs> Pretty
1: cryptic. Um I have so many I have so many questions about the dad now because he was clearly on to whatever propaganda. Mm-hmm ish the government is up to but he was also married to one of the high-ranking officials of the government
0: so what's going on with that i know i know i could totally see the mother having kept him in the dark about things she strikes me as someone who like doesn't value the relationship you have as a married couple over their job
1: you know what i mean but then why wouldn't she marry a writer That's what doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't she? Why would she marry a scribe?
0: Yeah, I would love a prequel with their love story. That would be interesting Um, unless we get more information about that. But, you know, maybe she wanted to have access to be able to erase or change the past. But there's also a possibility that not to get deep here, but, you know, before you get into your career and you have the pressures of, you know, a government that is maybe doing the wrong thing or coercing you to be a part of doing the wrong thing. Like, she was young and naive and fell in love and then can, like, succumb to the pressures of of work. But um, I do think it is quite a strong possibility that Violet's Violet's mom was aware that he was coming on to information and either told someone which led to him getting killed or being poisoned or you know to become ill or she did it herself.
1: I can totally see her having some hand in his death. Yeah, which is Man, I'm so conflicted about the mom and it also it's not lost on me that he left this note in a book about the wyvern and the venom. Yeah. You're t- And I know they're significant. I know they are significant. Yeah. Give
0: me the venin. <laughs> Give me the wyvern. They totally are. There's definitely three plots. There's whatever is going to happen with like Undarna. Whatever is happening with the rebels. And wait, hmm, maybe four plots. Whatever's happening with Andarna, whatever's happening with the Polomials, the enemy, whatever's happening with the corrupt government, and then whatever's happening with the Wyvern.
1: But also, did you, did you say rebels? Yes,
0: <laughs> well, I said the corrupt government. Okay. That the rebels corrupt government oh. one,
1: one plot, right? Okay. Yeah, but that makes me think some of those things ha- maybe are intertwined. I don't, you know. Yeah, but they seem separate to me right now. <laughs> I can't connect I them. I know. I can't connect them. And that's why I've been so frustrated. We get like one clue for one of those plot lines per chapter. And it's like, well, I'm getting so lost in the sauce. Like what is important? (laughs) I'm losing. I'm losing all meaning. I'm losing everything. And at one point, um, Violet is looking at the book that the note is left in with Zayden. And he's asking her what the book is about. And she's telling him, oh, it's about the Venom, the corrupt dark power, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, General Melgren is a venom. He's a venom. He has dark corrupt power. And then I, I was like, that was probably like a bit the biggest light bulb that's come for me. And then the next sentence is Violet being like, ha, what if General Melgren's a venom? That would be crazy. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> so never mind. Does that mean no? Maybe
0: <laughs> maybe that's like the most foresh- like the most blatant foreshadowing she's done
1: maybe dark the idea of dark magic or the concept of dark magic keeps coming up like Mira had that really interesting quote a few chapters ago and now this and it might not be as simple as Melgren like dabbling in dark magic especially since Vi said that and guessed that outright even though I really thought I was onto something for a second um (laughs) But something is up. Something is up. It all goes back to the venom What? and this idea of too much power corrupting your soul. But what does it mean, Sadie? So it- what does it mean? <laughs> I'm still confused on
0: what a venom is. I just pictured it as like a scary monster creature. But is it like just like literally like Voldemort in this world?
1: It sounds like the, the venom are the writers of the Wyvern. I don't know what a Wyvern really is, some type of scarier dragon and then the Venom are the writers who've like sold their soul okay for some dark powerful magic
0: yeah okay selling so like Voldemort or the Death yeah. Eaters or
1: something okay
0: yeah okay okay I haven't been as invested in that plot line as you so
1: I maybe have glazed over it a little bit the way I'm gonna be so embarrassed if that is meaningless I have been talking about it so much in each episode.
0: it's your cauldron. It's your cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, okay, so the next, so they're cleaning up Zayden and Violet, and Zayden starts to try to initiate sex with Violet, and Violet rejects him, stating that they will not have intercourse until he admits (laughs) that he has feelings for her beyond simple lust. And this whole scene was so cringe to me because it was almost like too much of exactly what you're supposed to do as a woman. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she gives like a speech. She like pushes him away and she's like in her head. She's like, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I, but I'll be damned if I don't. Like, I'm going to be honest with my feelings. It's time to be truthful. And I'm just like, cringe, gross. (laughs)
1: yeah they there needs to be some element of her kind of playing the game too i guess that she has been for a while because she's liked him forever and hasn't said anything but just like keep it cool for one second yeah it
0: seems like as soon as they got dare i say a taste of each other she totally lost her cool you know like oh
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah she lost her cool uh, yeah
0: she did but, lose like, her cool that's when you need to be playing it cool the most
1: it's essential she to be playing ne- it she needs cool.
0: to listen to call her daddy seasons one and two she needs a lesson
1: <laughs> and you know I could have been okay with her in this chapter had the subsequent two chapters not occurred because yes it's like I was like okay she's drawing a hard line in the sand fine make him make him work for it yeah i i can respect the i can respect the talk of hey i think i like you so i can't keep hooking up with you because it's going to get too complicated for me and i gotta step away if you're not going to uh, if you don't have feelings mm-hmm. and then if he's if he doesn't if he won't say it by it's like okay then this can't happen that's fine but what she does the next two chapters by immediately just Begging. Becoming so desperate. Begging. It's it's not a good look. It is not a good look.
0: Yeah. So a month passes. Violet's accuracy with her lightning does not improve, but her stamina does. Zayden and Violet continued pra- to practice sparring together, which causes there to be lots of sexual be- sexual tension between them. On the six-year anniversary of Brennan's death violet is really reflecting on all she's lost um the day of his death is also reunification day like we were talking about in the opening quote which was the celebration of the end of the rebellion the cadets are required to wear dress uniforms and attend a party in which the king and other students at the war college as well as commanding officers are all required to attend and celebrate Violet however realizes when she arrives there with Liam that he's the only rebel child in attendance. And that's when she remembers that reunification day is also the day that many rebels were executed. So while she was really wrapped up in how it's the anniversary of Brennan's death, she didn't even think about how every single cadet with a rebellion relic there, it's also the day they lost their parents. Um, yeah. So when Violet realizes this, she tells Liam he should go because she feels horrible that he has to be put through this. Cause he's like staying by her side as her bodyguard as always. Um, and this was my favorite line from Liam. He said when she tells him to go, he goes,
1: I go where you go. So cute. I love Liam. I also though, can Liam. I just, Oh, sorry not to interrupt. I just backpedaling a little bit. Also, The day that they, the day leading up to this reunification day, um, Violet was extremely embarrassing to Zayden on the day of his dad's anniversary, the anniversary of his dad's death with the mind communication stuff. She was like harassing him in class (laughs) via their mind about why he doesn't love her. And then when she's next paragraph, she's like, oh my God, it's the anniversary of his dad's death. I was like, oh my God, Violet. You're so embarrassing. Yeah mental being able to communicate via mind with a boy that doesn't like you back or like you are trying to get to like you or have a crush on is just so bad for her it's bad for anyone but oh my god it's so bad for her like when she was asking him if he likes someone else like if he's hooking up with Imogen I was already dying inside and then to find out that that is the day that his dad died and she's just like pestering him like why don't you like me why don't you like me pain yeah pain pain pain
0: yeah it it uh we were building up so much to how annoying she was and I kind of skipped over it getting right to the party but she truly it's just so embarrassing for her that she's he's like trying to focus trying to talk whatever she's just like in his ear via mind being like like exactly what you're saying like are you hooking up with someone else like what don't you really like me come on just admit it you like me come on come on okay forget it like forget it like uh, whatever like let's just go back to what we were doing before like all the things that she was saying and it's like you look so desperate and he's like literally not thinking about you at all this is one of the hardest days of his life
1: like it's it's like every intrusive thought that you have, but don't actually say out loud of her. She's just sending to him on a fly. Those are the kind um, of embarrassing thoughts that I
0: like don't even say to my friends because they're so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 At first, like after we got through the first half of the chapter, I was like, OK, I don't know if I respect her or if I'm embarrassed by her. And now I'm fully just embarrassed by her. I don't know what has happened to her, but, you know, maybe it's the type of behavior you just expect from a girl in college. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's how we all were. That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, but, but getting back to the party, Liam, yes, yes, yes. when he said, if he, if, when he said, I go where you go, it's giving notebook, it's, it's literally every, like, I know this is not going to be the plot and I know I am rooting on her and Zayden, but I would love for Violet and Liam to fall in love. I would love that. I would love it so much. I ship them. I just, I kind of do too. I love Liam. when He just he, has a sparkle in his eye, you know?
1: like He, he, just, he has a sparkle. <laughs> I, when he, um... I, he must have a significant love interest because he's too good of a character mm-hmm. to just go to waste like he's really sweet he's really thoughtful he's really attentive he's like very masculine but without being like macho macho you know mm-hmm. he's a rebel but he's not also uh, secretive like Zayden like you feel like you know him Zayden keeps telling Violet oh you don't know me and I agree yeah I feel like we don't know Zayden yeah so
0: I just had a horrible intrusive thought. So at, okay. the, <laughs> at the Christmas party, we were talking to our friend Andrew, and he said he gave me what his predictions were for Acawar, a court of
1: wars and roses. What is it? Wings and wings and, wings and ruins. And <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> wars and roses. Whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh, He gave me what his predictions were going in and they were good. One of them quite literally stabbed me in the heart when he said that his prediction was that Lucian will die. I don't, for the record, no one messaged me. I don't know if that happens. I have not read that book, which is crazy, but I haven't. And he thinks that Lucian would be the perfect character to kill because it would be a huge emotional blow to the reader but it would have little to no impact on the plot.
1: Is that Liam? Oh, my gosh. Is that Liam? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, oh, no, that can't be. (laughs) I I know. I know. I hope not. But you're right. I don't know what... Hopefully not, because
0: so far, other than Jack, they really just introduce characters for a split second and then kill them. So hopefully it's we just stay on that trend, and it's all these people I don't really care that much about. But
1: I feel like Liam can't die in this book. We only have six chapters left that's true and i feel like his death would be the huge plot point like zayden would freak out and yeah totally shut down i also
0: feel like maybe this is not a good thing to rely on but i also think that it like he's probably such a loved character in the fourth wing community that like i feel like this would have popped up on my tiktok with like people being Emotionally damaged from this, if he died, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, I mean, I somehow, somehow the rebels are going to be important, and he's, he's like Zayden's right hand man. Like he and Imogen are the two. Mm-hmm. Him, Garrick, and Imogen, I guess. And so Bodhi. Maybe yeah. one of them is. He's got Okay, a so maybe one or two are just dis- <laughs> are disposable. <laughs> but but you know they're going to yeah. be important. Like I feel like those are going to be the main characters for book two.
0: Yeah. Auntie already so, had a near
1: death experience and Violet saved him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's safe. I just, Liam it was an in intrusive thought. I'm going to block that out. It was an intrusive yeah. thought. Okay. So Violet and Liam, they're at the party and they are approached by the king, her mother, and General Melgren. They have a very uncomfortable conversation about like power and the rebels and um how violet's doing you know not how she's doing emotionally but like within the rider's quadrant and melgren asks some questions about zayden's loyalty and puts a lot of pressure on liam to kind of you know confirm his own as well and v- violet gets pretty defensive over zayden but is instructed to warn the generals if she suspects at any point that Zayden is a traitor, which was, was just a very bold conversation to have in the middle of a party.
1: Yeah. The, when the King goes, Oh, you will let us know if he decides to just start another war or something, won't you? Yeah, it, was so <laughs> was <casual>. like- <laughs> it was so casual. It was so casual. What did you think of the King? Um, and him being there in the first place. It didn't sound like he comes usually.
0: Hmm. I didn't think much of him being there. I did think he was kind of obviously arrogant and classist and. Yeah, just like general bad things that you feel
1: about a king. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like before this chapter, the king kind of felt felt like a fake character. Yeah, like no one really talks about true. him. The, he's never mentioned except in the little intro blurbs. It fe- it doesn't feel like the type of place that would have a king. It if, if very much felt like for the first solid 10 chapters that General Melgren was the leader of everything. And then they were like, oh, there's this king. And then it wasn't ever, he's not really ever talked about. Mm-hmm. So I just don't really know how he fits in. And he didn't give me like big villain energy. Melgren still gives me big villain energy. The king is just seems like, yeah, like an arrogant kind of guy. But I also wonder if he came there to scope violet out or what his purpose there is i don't know it seems significant that he was there but i don't really know why i don't really know what his role is and everything yet but that was that stood out to me
0: maybe maybe it's just like obviously the wards have been getting broken co- more often there's been more battles and attacks and maybe he is just doing like a smell test to see how you know the rebels and the cadets are behaving and just make yeah. his presence remind them of his presence
1: yeah and don't get me wrong he still seemed bad mm-hmm. but whenever she's near melgren she's like oh his beady little eyes like yeah his creepy energy you know mm-hmm. um the king just seems like a annoying like politician ga- kind of guy yeah yeah
0: so Dane approaches and he cups her damn face. <laughs> Touches her face again. I'm waiting for the revelation of when he's just been reading her thoughts the whole time and feeding it to all these these leadership. And that's why they keep asking Ugh. her about her loyalty. Um, but he offers to cover for her and Liam so they can leave because he knows Violet hates it. It's not for Liam. Um, especially because it's the anniversary of Brennan's death. So Violet and Liam leave the party and Violet goes to find Zayden um, because she knows that it's the anniversary. It's a hard day for him too, anniversary of his parents death. So she finds his friends instead, Garrick and Bodie and they warn her not to go after him. They're like, we're leaving him alone. It's one of those days for him. I wouldn't mess with him, but she continues her search And eventually finds him sitting in the middle of the parapet. And she wastes no time. She steps out for for the first time since her first day
1: onto the parapet. So so I thought thought she was going to go out there to apologize for her harassment earlier. And comfort him. And comfort him. And to say to say hey Zayden I know there's been some weird tension between us I know I've been a lot and I apologize I want to put all that aside and just be here for you as a friend I know you've been dealing with a lot alone yes so that would I'm have here been to, here to talk or not talk the
0: appropriate response
1: yeah that's not what she does no <laughs>
0: no and I was excited actually when she was going after him there was a line Me too where Garrick was like self-preservation is a thing. Notice we're not out there with him and we're his best friends. And Violet's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just his, I'm just his. And she like has this line. It was like reading it. It was very much like, she was like, I have to be there. Like I'm his, like I, this is where I'm supposed to be like comforting him, standing strong beside him while he's going through this. And yeah, she just does makes it about her again.
1: Totally. She even has a thought at the ceremony when she fi- it finally clicks, like, "Oh my god, this is the day that uh, there this whole party is celebrating his dad's death, mm-hmm. and he's having to like listen to it and hear about it all day. Like, I need to go find him." And then she just goes and runs after him and makes him what define the relationship. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so the quote for Chapter 32, the intro quote is, As for the 107 innocents, the children of the executed officers, they now carry what shall be known as the rebellion relic, transferred by the dragon who carried out the king's justice. And to show the mercy of our great king, they will all be conscripted into the prestigious writer's quadrant at Basgiath, so they may prove their loyalty to our kingdom with their service or with their death. All I wrote was, fucked up <laughs> yeah especially now knowing that they actually wanted to kill all of the innocents as they call them you know
0: yeah and yeah the fact that they call them innocents but then they're also punishing them in this way yeah and then and then to to act like they're doing them such a huge like they're having such mercy on them
1: is just craziness and it's zayden's burden that he fought for yeah it. he's not even mentioned it's crazy yeah so the chapter opens with
0: you know violet had just stepped out into the parapet and she sees zayden sitting halfway through like halfway down in the middle and she's just filled with empathy she sees how he's mourning the death of his father. And in this moment, she realizes that she is in love with him. (laughs) And, (laughs) and she attempts to cross the parapet to him and she's wearing a dress and the wind is hitting her and knocking her off balance because the dress is acting like a parachute and all the things. And Zayden sees her and is furious That she would put herself in such reckless danger. Because he can wield shadows and catch himself if he falls. But she would just fall to her death. And he drags her to safety. She confesses her feelings for him. And desire for a relationship. For not the first time. and Not the first time that day even. (laughs) (laughs) And Zayden eventually concedes and... I put after she begged (laughs) and she convinces him to come off the parapet discouraging him from mourning alone. So I wrote, I know I'm supposed to be happy for all the vulnerability and confessions of love, but I would have rather a scene where Violet is comforting him and he opens up and we learn revealing info about his father and the government.
1: Totally. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Or a scene where Violet again sits down with him is like, I'm sorry I've been so much recently, like, let's take it back to friendship. I understand you don't feel the same way I do. I just want to be here for you. And just like take it down a notch from where she's at. I when she was stepping on the parapet, I was like, Yes, like go comfort him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Risking your life to just beg a man to like you doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't like, sit just... well with me. Can we just set the scene?
0: She Has been telling him how much she likes him, how much she wants him, begging him to admit his feelings, asking him if if it's someone else, like making a damn fool of herself. And then the cherry on top of the cake is he is outside sad dealing with real shit and you come running out like scaling or on a tightrope basically wind blowing and you're like, please, (laughs) please. (laughs) love me yeah I still really like you (laughs) he's like oh my god you're following me all the way out here like get the fuck away
1: from me at first I was like is he just telling her what she wants to hear so that she'll get off the parapet and like go back to safety (laughs) like like, um it's giving him the notebook again when Ryan Gosling's hanging off the ferris wheel he's like go on a date with me or I'll fall yeah yeah Um, yeah, yeah 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 I don't know if this is controversial I don't like how this all unfolded I don't no. and I don't I don't I don't get it because I feel like us as women all have this like universal understanding or like universal want that the preference is for the man to chase I know it's not very be like obsessed yeah I know it's not very like but I'm talking about in this, in books like these. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying in real life. It's just in books like these. I want the man to be obsessed first. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's like low key, I just, I don't want the girl to have to beg to be for him to be with her. And so I'm surprised no. that people, if this is, if this is it, if this is like really it of how they get together, I'm surprised that it's been hyped up this much. I haven't heard or I haven't heard any complaints about it, which I feel like I would have because. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's one of the things that we've been reading it in chunks and slower. And maybe when you have the momentum, it doesn't seem so aggressive the way it does to me right now. But yeah. Um, but when you're reading it the way we are, it's like, damn, Vi. Keep Relax. one one shred of dignity intact. <laughs>
0: I really think it's supposed to come off as is like her being like really empowered and not giving a damn about, you know, what he thinks like just being like super confident and, and real and stuff. But like, it's really just, yeah,
1: desperate. (laughs) Right. I think there's a way to do it where I'd be like, okay, I respect her boldness, but I think I was, I think the way I would respect her is if she voice what she wanted he said that's not where he's at and she's like all right then i'm then i'll scale back the it's the Mm -hmm. repeatedness of her being like i know you Mm -hmm. like me i know you like me she's lucky that he does like her because otherwise that would be really awkward at this point yeah (laughs) yeah exactly
0: exactly um so she takes him back to his room and while they're in there she tells him that she loves him and he doesn't say it back and they just like kind of make out and get after it and I have like I guess I have respect for her to be being able to just carry on and continue to hook up with him despite him not saying it back but like I think this all the time when I watch like The Bachelor too like could
1: never be me (laughs) like I would be so embarrassed all of a sudden these chapters she's acting not well in the head like she is just has no like threshold for normality anymore she's mm-hmm. like i'm just going for it no barriers yeah yeah i'm like
0: i would say this is how we get the, the first next... i love
1: you the same day they get together and like this crazy it's just it was too yeah. much that sent me if the parapet scene didn't, i was already cringing clenching every muscle in my body and then her saying I love you and him just being quiet oh god oh god I need to write this down like maybe we do a high low
0: and a buffalo of this book at the end chapter 32 is my low (laughs) it's my low (laughs) I will say I totally love their dynamic in the next chapter like once they're together I like how he he like kind of treats her or whatever like I don't know. I'll get into it. Some of the things that I just like, I think are cute. And, um, I just liked some of the scenes, but chapter 32 is Milo. Yeah.
1: And I have, I have, I agree with you. I I agree with you with chapter 33. I liked it better. Once they're back and just in the real world and not in this crazy scene of her confessing her love over and over and over again. I have. We'll get into it. We get into chapter thirty-three. I have something that I want to happen, a little bit, um, that I think would save this uh, this for me, compared to where I'm at right now. All
0: right, just interject whenever we get to the right point to deliver that. Okay. But the chapter ends when they have, you know, there's like a few pages of graphic sex, (laughs) and then (laughs) they have sex many times until their evening is interrupted when Garrick arrives and reports that an attack is occurring. Let me tell you how this chapter just did a 180 <laughs> for me and how excited I was. Same. I was so excited. One, I don't know why, but I love scenes where couples are interrupted. <laughs> I oh. interrupting excited? So. <laughs> not like walked in I not like walked in but I think it's so funny like in movies and stuff when the guy like cracks open the door and it's like the main characters and they're like and he's like get out of here and they're like okay but this is happening and they have to like rush around and you're like oh my god like I don't know why I love the chaos of it I think it's funny and so I loved that Garrick was interrupting and he's like there's an attack and Violet's like on the bed covering herself with a blanket and they're like oh my god and they have to get ready just love that so funny <laughs> um But literally, I just wrote in all caps, let's do this.
1: Who is the enemy? (laughs) Who is the enemy? Because it could be anyone. It (laughs) could be anyone. (laughs) What if it's an enemy from left field that we don't even see coming? We haven't even considered that, Sadie. I wouldn't put it past them.
0: (laughs) But unfortunately, it was big disappointment. (laughs)
1: So let's just get right into chapter 33. Okay. (laughs) Can you do the opening quote? Yes. (laughs) The intro quote is, the inability to control a powerful signet is just as dangerous to a writer and everyone in their vicinity as never manifesting one. And I just feel like at this point, Rebecca's just toying with us. Again, this quote had nothing to do with the chapter. The ending, this cliffhanger had nothing. No, immediately lost momentum in chapter 33. God. I know. We keep getting so so close.
0: I know. This quote, I was like, she either accidentally, like, it's either foreshadowing that she accidentally kills someone because her aim is bad, or she has, like, perfect aim for the first time (laughs) in this chapter. I was like, either are likely, and then neither of them happened. Yeah. So, shaken by the news of an attack... Violet and Zayden scramble to get dressed and join the flight formation. Zayden gives her a jacket to put on over her dress uniform. And when she joins her friends, Rhiannon immediately knows it's Zayden's. And I, I, this is kind of rolling off of what I was just saying with the last scene, like of them getting interrupted. I love her showing up in his jacket.
1: I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I love it too. An oversized sweatshirt vibe from from your boyfriend yeah Yeah. so
0: cute so they head to the courtyard and this is where my excitement was what's the word squashed Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Zayden telepathically shares that they have been dragged out of bed for the last event of the fucking war games Not an actual attack. Heart sank. My heart sank. I was pissed. (laughs) Yeah. It would be totally reasonable if it was an attack. It's chapter 33 of 39. Yeah. What We only have... How many pages do we have left? Like, it's not even like these last chapters are that long. Like, I don't understand. We are on chapter... Oh... Or page four hundred and thirty, we've read through. There are,
1: please hold. Not even a hundred pages left.
0: There are four ninety-eight. We only have sixty-eight pages of content yet. We don't know who the enemy is. How is everyone obsessed with this book? I need more.
1: I like it. I'm just getting frustrated. Yeah, these <laughs> these last six chapters better better be chock full. Of content. They better be so fucking crazy. So
0: I literally, all I wrote in was all caps. You're kidding. (laughs) Um. So Rhiannon helps hide the jacket from Dane before Commandant Pancheck begins to speak. Dane's father, General Sorengil's secretary, gives orders to each wing leader. Satan is ordered to select riders to be stationed with him outside the borders of the empire where they will remain for five days. Dane is assigned a different outpost within the kingdom wards to take his squad of first years. The cadets quickly pack and prepare for the long flight. Liam is unusually tense. Violet spots Undarna and grows concerned with her ability to keep up and hide during the flights to come. But then she sees that Zayden has had a harness built for her, so that she can hook onto Tarn. And he can easily carry her. So, so cute. I actually, like, don't think this is a good idea. Like, I know that she, like, is also Violet's ride Or also Violet's Dragon. But, like, you don't need to be going. You don't need to be leaving the veil vale or Baskith. You know?
1: <laughs> and you brought this up earlier. And I honestly completely have, like, even forgotten about Andarna. Like, she the fact that she, violet has two dragons has just been like oh that's fun like she just has two dragons <laughs> like the, what's the bigger meaning like what is the point yeah. of that yeah i don't
0: know i mean definitely it's going to be exposed that she has a power from her but like i just i don't i don't think it's good for her to be traveling she's just a baby um so Zayden approaches and claims both Liam and Violet for his team and Dane pushes back and they're fighting as always and it and it leads to Dane's realization that Violet and Zayden are in a relationship and I also loved this scene like I just loved the realization I loved how Zayden and Violet were like clearly in a relationship without being all over each other. You know what I mean? I felt like they were giving the subtle vibes that, (laughs) Oh my God, I literally hate myself for saying this, but the first time that we saw, um, (laughs) Taylor and Travis Kelsey out, (laughs) how it was like, they're clearly together, (laughs) but they're not obvious. Like that's the vibe it was giving me. Like I was excited. Like the way that they were acting around each other. Yeah. they were like Dane soft realized, launching. <laughs> yes, exactly. Soft launching. And when Dane realizes and he's like this guy, I'm like, what did you expect? She was so obvious. Um, They're literally bonded. But anyway, so he the chapter ends basically with this. But Dane ultimately lets her go. And he says to her, I'll miss you, Violet.
1: And yeah. I thought that was so weird. So I thought this whole interaction was so weird too. I thought it was totally, Violet totally brushed past it. Even when he says, when he finds out about her and, and Zayden, he says, if he's what you choose, Dane says, if he's what you choose, then I guess that has to be enough for me. Doesn't it? Like, And I was like, is that him saying like, we're just not friends anymore? Like, what is that? What is... What is that? What does that mean? And then he says, I'll miss you. And to me, that was him being like, goodbye forever. But Violet was like, oh, phew. Like, so that's done with. But to me, that was like a, no, we're no longer on the same team, Violet.
0: Yeah, same. I think so, too. Like, I think it was saying, like, I'll miss you. We're not. We're Yeah, we're not on the same team. There's no other better way to say it. Like, you are a rebel now.
1: Yeah, and him saying that has to be enough for me, it's like, she obviously, I mean, he's been irritating her, but she's been irritating him, too, and, like, pushing his buttons, and she's been standing Mm -hmm. up for Zayden in front of him and making him feel all types of ways, so I feel like this is him just being like, I'm done with you, fully. I've had enough. Yeah, you've made your choice. Yeah. And, like, he's almost like, I
0: choose Navarre. you choose Zayden.
1: Yeah, and that's the last line of the chapter, basically. her yeah. her That's basically what it says. It's like she sees Dane and Zayden walking in two different directions, and she's like, I feel like I just chose my path. It's Zayden, and that is setting me on a completely different course in life. Than she ever imagined. Yeah. Yeah, she says, my life is about to change forever.
0: Yeah. But I'm like, what... I mean, they're going to a real war, right? Like something's got to happen. <laughs>
1: so, okay. She's, so going, is, she's going outside of the wards. So this is what I, I mean, this is like half a theory, but this is what I've okay. been spiraling with. So the outpost that Zayden is going to is the same one that he was at previously when she was like, tell me something real. And he said, and she asked him to tell her where he was coming from that one night she saw him like in the middle of the night. And he said, I was coming mm-hmm. from Asbythe or whatever this outpost is called. And he mm-hmm. was with the other two rebels. So he's been there before for some reason. And he was like, you can't ask why, but that's where I was. So I don't think it's an accident that they're going to this specific outpost. I also picked up on and what you said. Liam was really tense. Zayden is bringing Liam and Imogen with him. And he said, pack every single dagger that you have which makes me think he has no intention of coming back there for a while so I think this is where Zayden has something bigger at play I have no idea what it is Violet's been totally in the dark but she's about to be looped into something that she didn't intend to be and she's going to be mad at him and they're not coming back to Basgiatth
0: They're not coming back to Basquiat. That's crazy. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful um, theory. I am very nervous that Zayden is putting 107 lives at risk, um, one of that's which is the his
1: own. That's the I thing. That's the thing, Sadie. I can't make peace with that. That doesn't fit into my theory. I don't know how that fits in, but there's something larger at play. Mark my words. There's no going back now. Something larger is at play at this outpost. I'm
0: excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. I can't. We're only six more chapters and then we'll know. Or we're left on an incredible cliffhanger.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Kill me. I need to order Iron Flame. Same. Same, same, same. This is probably a good time to tell people also. We'll be taking a short break in between fourth wing and iron flame just a short break assuming i
0: survive through the month of january
1: we will be back in february yes thoughts and prayers for sadie leaving you with that with that ominous (laughs) (laughs) well sadie what do you think is going to happen
0: I think you're right. I mean, I I am honestly like really struggling with predictions. Like, I don't know. I do think there's just so many, it seems to be completely separate subplots that I'm like, I'm so confused on who is, going to be loyal or not. Cause I could see literally any one of the generals or executives like turning. Like I could see them getting to this outpost and Mira being there. Or getting and like it's to turn on the government or even freaking their mother, her mother being there. Like I could literally see anyone flipping sides. I definitely think where they're going, it's it's going to be an inner circle of people who are gonna like work against the corrupt government of Navarre. But, like, I don't know who that is. I don't know why. I don't know why Zayden would risk the lives of all of those people. I don't... I just don't know.
1: I really... I don't have a good... A good theory. Maybe we get there and... Because a lot of the children probably haven't even entered the school yet maybe they've all been like evacuated from yeah their territory and yeah they're all safe and then the ones I don't I don't know man I don't know god I want to read tonight but it's late
0: (laughs) it's really late it's really late um I have to read tomorrow Because you
1: know you're not going to put it down if you pick it up. No. God, no. (laughs) God, I'm so confused. I am just, I'm glad that you feel the same way that I do about these last two chapters because not only am I confused with the book, I'm getting to be a little bit confused why everyone's die hard about this book. What happens in the last six chapters that I don't understand? I don't either. I
0: don't either. Like, I appreciate the story along the way, but like, it's honestly just, like, really confusing. Like, there's just all of these random hints that... And, like, I know I keep bringing this up, but I I just have... I only have a select few books to, like, really draw comparisons about to... in the fantasy world. But when I think about, like, Harry Potter, like, I think it was, like, pretty clear that Voldemort was going to come back like there was definitely like again I'm thinking about the first book right because we're reading the first fourth ring like it was pretty clear that like the problem was going to be Voldemort you weren't sure about some of the key pieces to get there and like you were along for the ride on the mystery but it was like pretty obvious that like eventually Voldemort's gonna come back right maybe it wasn't but my first time reading it I had already seen the movies then I think about ACOTAR the first book and I, you didn't have all this uncertainty like you did. Like I definitely had predictions and everything, but I didn't realize how much I didn't know until the end. You know what I mean? That's like, I thought I knew the issue generally. Yeah. Through it. So I knew there would be a greater plot, but like I didn't have such a good un like I, there's just so much, I don't know. And I'm like so much more aware of it in this book right and
1: and that combined with how this all with violet being insane these last three chapters i'm like what redemption happens because this is like the biggest book of the year everyone's obsessed with it and don't get me wrong i like this book a lot i look forward to my three chapters every week i read them so quickly i'm so invested yeah but what the hell happens
0: Yeah I don't know and I hope it better be fucking mouth dropping because you know at first there was just like so much potential. I loved the world. I loved Violet. I loved um like the the story and and I it had so much potential for like a plot that I love. Like I've said like I love corrupted governments and all that shit. Like I was so excited but like by the end of it I'm like I mean we still have six chapters. There's gotta there's must be a redemption but like right now I'm like I think I like
1: Akamath better my fear is that there's literally not enough of the book left for them to give me a satisfactory explanation for all these different yeah and I'm I don't even need an explanation for everything but I'm worried about I'm just worried I'm worried I need
0: I need a massive revelation of all like the five plots we've mentioned I need at least I need like
1: (laughs) two big developments on them i need government rebels and probably the promials and i but Melgren, melgren but he's government
0: he's part of government i think i need government slash rebels i'm kind of counting yeah. that as the same and maybe like something I don't think we're gonna get anything on the venom, but maybe like, I would satisf- I would be satisfied with something about Andarna and the government. Who knows? But we maybe are they linked?
1: I I mean, there's Zayden's keeping something big. Zayden has been playing something. I am hundred percent confident. I'm ninety nine percent. I'm ninety eight percent confident. Zayden's playing something. <laughs> it just goes down. I'm hundred percent. Ninety nine. Ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> but Liam was tense. He told her to pack everything. He's clearly yeah. he's pulling some puppet strings. He's playing something big. We're about to find out. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about it. Merry Christmas to our Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. <laughs> We're not okay oh, my God. We're not okay.
0: We're delirious.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll leave it with that. (laughs) (laughs) But what what a crazy couple of chapters to leave off on for Christmas break. I can't wait to read my next three on the plane. And I can't wait to come back and talk about it and see what the hell is going on. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Follow us on TikTok at Gals on Topic follow subscribe apple podcasts spotify it's the season of giving so just you know (laughs) give us a follow give us a review give us a (laughs) five-star review give us all the things and we will see you after christmas i hope everyone has a very merry christmas and we will see you in 2024 thanks for listening bye guys We'll